It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Helen, for Behind the Gloves, now with one of my favourite people in boxing, Maxie Hughes. Seven wins in a row and still, Maxie, how are you feeling a week on from your last fight? I'm good, you know, I've still got this smile on my face every day when I wake up, you know, thinking I beat him, you know. It's, it's obviously, it's nice to, it's really nice to win, mm. but to to beat, it's not so much barring now, it's um, how Dominic seems to be behaving after the fight, it's just nice to know that we've got the win over him and he really, really doesn't like it. <laughs> now you've obviously had the week to reflect. Let's talk about your performance in, in general. Is there anything that you thought, I've done that really well and that is something that I was working on with Sean in the gym? And is there anything that you thought, oh, I could have done that a bit better? Um, Watching it back now, obviously it was really hard to to know this, but... And I, and I wouldn't have had access to it, but obviously the camera in his corner and seeing how tired he looked and he sort of, when the camera flashed over him and we're looking at him in the corner, he had this real vacant look. And and I feel, I just, and I mean, it's it's all he said, she said sort of thing. If I'd have saw that in the fight, I, I may would have uh, pressured him a bit more, you know, for, you know, I'm going to start taking some more chances and, and I'm going to pressure him and start letting more go. But at the same time, that just might be how he looks. You know, um, he also could still be be quite sharp and, and, and ready for me to do that. But overall, we're, we're happy. And, and the fight sort of went how we expected him. Obviously, Kid Galhad is, he is a, a very, very good fighter. And, you know, he, he, he was, up, was up to his, his tricks as well, which we expected, the, the, the <laughs> tactics, the dark, the dark arts. Um but it were all expected. And and as we always do in our fights, like Sean just says, we'll take it round by round and, and I'll tell you what you need to do. And it's always it's always simple instruction, never never a lot of instruction. And and that's just how we train. We keep things simple. And you know, it went it, I'd have liked to have started faster. Um, you know, he, he got off to a decent start, especially with his jab. 
well, his jab were what he threw throughout mainly. Um, but yeah, um, overall, we're happy with how it went. As a viewer, it was quite a frustrating fight to watch. Um, and I say that because of the amount of times that he was getting told off by the ref. He was yeah. very good and fluid at changing his stance, though. There, there was that Southpaw to Orthodox. Yeah. He was very good at switching it up. A few days after the fight, you posted a video about bruising on your side and you mentioned pinching. Tell me about that. <laughs> um, that was a new one that I didn't expect. <laughs> I expected <laughs> there was a surprise the in there. <laughs> yeah, I expected the, um, the, the feet, the head, the elbow. But yeah, like if I try and... So when your hand is in a glove, your position is like that. Yeah. And yeah. there is a little bit of movement that you can do in your glove. And, um, yeah, so on, on my lat, under my arm, obviously your lats uh, protrude out a little bit. And every time from round one to round 12, as soon as we come together, it pinched me. And obviously, you know, I'm not making it up. The bruising were there. And I've, I've heard that Dominic has denied that. Um, and he's like, no, it's off at ropes. It's a rope, it's a rope burn, a rope mark. But my back never touches the ropes in fights. And it certainly didn't, you know, that night. Um, so yeah, it were, I mean, it were a clever trick. It would never hurted me enough to make me complain. And I wouldn't ever complain to the ref anyway. I did I, like the referee comes to your dressing room before fights and he, you know, he tells you his rules, what he's looking for. And I did say that to him. I says, you know, I, I just want you to be mindful of his, um, feet. That's the only thing that I said to him, which I brought up in the face off. Um, and he went, yeah, you know, I'll do that. And I says, obviously, I, I don't want to complain to you, ref, about anything that he does. I want, I'd rather you do do your job, um, which he did. And I, and I was never going to complain, but I suppose it's really hard to see a little movement like that, um, you know, nipping me. And it wasn't enough to distract me and knock me off my game, but you know, <laughs> especially the next couple of days, it hurt. What looked like <laughs> so it hurt? Not, I couldn't, couldn't lie on that side because it hurt. Um, but yeah, and, and since then, since I've sort of outed them tactics, a few ex-Ingle fighters, I won't mention who they are, have since messaged me like sort of laughing about it, saying, I can't believe you've never heard about that. It says, you know, we were, we were taught that in the Ingle gym and that's what, you know, that's sort of stuff that we get shown. Oh, so you might have shone a light on something that now that refs will be picking up more on from fighters from him. Yeah, yeah, because you know, we, we're in there to fight with with just these. You know, we you can use your body and move your head for defense and you punch to attack. That should be enough. Shouldn't need to be standing on feet, using your head and nipping. You know, it's a boxing match, not a well. I don't know what that would a come nipping under. Match. Not even, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You spoke earlier about him looking quite vacant and tired when you saw the corner cam when you watched it back. Something yeah. else I noticed as a viewer is that there was times where I was frustrated because he looked like he was tentative almost. Yeah, yeah. And he was, like you say, he was utilising that kind of one jab. Do you think he was tentative when you were in there because of his last fight with Kiko Martinez? And do you think it would have been a completely different fight if he was coming off a win? No, I don't think that. I, I think that's his style. Obviously, nobody likes to get hit. Um, but he was, and and I, when I've watched him back, I listened to Darren Barker in commentary, and, and he alluded to maybe he'd hurt his right hand. Um, yes, I had that. But that's that wasn't the case because if you watch him, 
he'd switch, like you say, he'd switch to southpaw and he'd be using his right hand as the jab. Um, so we didn't have no hand issue it, and issues. I think what um, what I've sort of took from it is, obviously we're both counter-punchers and we, were, we was nullifying each other. I think that's why maybe it was a little bit frustrating for the fans to watch. That's just how our styles were. But I think he was tentative on letting his backhand go because he knew, and listening to Dominic in corner, he knew I would counter him. So any mistakes he was going to make, I would would have made him pay, you know. It's uh, and I think that's why he stuck mainly on the jab, um, you know, sort of keeping it safe and and he wasn't willing. He did let it go a couple of times, um, but not a lot because you know as soon as he was going to throw it, I would I'd have been ready for a counter, and I think that's what were stopping him. And I don't know whether that's just his style um, or or like you say, it could have been them demons from the last fight thinking. If I if I let this backhand go, I miss. I get countered. I could, you know, I could be on deck again. Um, so yeah, may, maybe that that could have been a possibility. But I definitely think he was tentative, just about get making a mistake in general. And I think that's why he was a bit gun shy and letting it go. How was it to headline? Obviously in Nottingham, um, you weren't meant to be the headliner. So I assume yeah. that there must have been kind of some nerves to to get through there. It was nice to headline, yeah. I didn't put that pressure on myself, though. You know, it, it, I, I think I could have quite easily fell into that trap of, I'm headlining now, all, all pressure's on me, you know, it's my name on the top of the poster, but I didn't let it phase me. I just sort of blocked it out and thought, I'm still here and I'm still doing the same job. I'm going to turn up, do my, do my media obligations that I need to do, enjoy it as I normally do, turn up and, and fight and get the job done. You know, it just happened that, unlike usual, you know, everything was a, a little bit later on. You know, I had to slightly alter my food so that my last meal was timed for getting in the ring. Um, but afterwards, is well, I was like, you know, I, I've just headlined, you know. As as they brought me out of the dressing room, um, I could hear the music playing in the background in the arena and it was obviously Sweet Caroline. Yeah. And... Um, because I remember joking a few days before the fight with my wife, I put it on on, um, on phone, on music, and I says, get ready for this. Says, you know, it's my time to come out when, when you hear this. So, um, yeah, it were, it were great to headline. You know, it was down to unfortunate circumstances with Lee getting injured. So, you know, Lee, Lee's on his road to recovery. Um, you know, in terms of where it was, it was, you know, it could have been brought back to Yorkshire because how many were there now? They were obviously me and Barry, both from Yorkshire, Terry from Yorkshire, and yep. young Janaid Boston as well, another Sheffield lad. So probably wouldn't have made more sense to have it in Yorkshire, but obviously because of how short notice it was. Uh, but yeah, it was it it nice to be away. I don't mind boxing away and, you know, again, I've never really been to Nottingham or especially not walk around city centre. So it was good and hopefully we've picked up a few new uh, Nottingham fans. Absolutely. I mean, like you say, it wasn't a good situation for, for Liam. We wish him all the best, but a fantastic opportunity for you. It wasn't necessarily the opportunity that you wanted, though, because last time we spoke in Sheffield, you were telling yeah. me about how Ryan Garcia slid into your DMs, and that was the fight that you really wanted. You know that Kid Galahad was on the card at that point, but yeah. on the cards, but Ryan Garcia would have been more money, and we know that you like a payday. So yeah. what happened there? How disappointed were you when Eddie said, oh, it's actually Kid you're going to be fighting? And why didn't yeah. Ryan Garcia happen? Um, so the Garcia scenario, 
he messaged me like, I'm coming to UK in October. I want to fight you. Are you up for it? Which, if it was down to me and Ryan and, and even Eddie, I'm sure that fight would have been mad. So obviously I told Eddie and um, he was in touch with Golden Boy who look after Ryan. And they sort of came back to Eddie and said, I don't know why Ryan's sort of gone off on his own trying to arrange fights um, because we're not looking for any other fight than trying to make the Javante Davis fight. So, you know, we're, we're not interested in any other fight. Do you think there's, he might be frustrated with Golden Boy? That he's going Maybe there could, there could be a bit of that. Obviously, you know, he, he, he said he wanted the fight. Which you know, I believe him. I don't think he, he wouldn't have messaged me otherwise. Um, but yeah, there, there could be something there. But um, obviously, he'll he'll be tied into a long term contract, so it's probably not a lot he can do. Is you know, he's sort of you know, Golden Boy will be saying, "This is what we're doing." So take it, you know, get back in your box, Ryan. <laughs> and do you think Eddie should have possibly or still should? Push push more for that fight. If they if they were just like, oh no, that's not happening. He, we want to fight him. We want him to fight Davies. Davis. Uh, do you think Eddie could have pushed more than he did, or should he? I don't know. I've, I don't know what more we could do. You know, we're 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 like open arms sort of thing. We're willing. We want this fight. Um, let us know if you want it. And you know, it's sort of in Golden Boy's hands to say, no. We're we're obviously they know how close or far away they are from the the Javante Davis fight. Um, so, yeah, I really don't know. And it's it's looking unlikely. I know they, they had a little feud, didn't they, the other day on social media, seems to be, but, you know, they're always back and forward, aren't they? So <laughs> who knows if it's going to happen. If, if they are going to happen, then, you know, they need, they need to start getting it announced and get things in, in place, plans in place, a venue booked and, and all that. Um, but we're, you know, we're not seeing no signs of that. So, so who, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? And there was also another name thrown into at Jorge Linares. Mm-hmm. That fight got put to us. And we were like, "Yep, we'll have that. It will get it with more money, bigger, bigger fight. You know, you know, achieve more than what Barry had achieved." When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Um, and we got the message from Eddie saying, yeah, it's going to be announced in 48 hours. This was fight week for Anthony Joshua. This was like the Tuesday. Yeah. So we're like, all oh, right, we're going to have an announcement this week. Great. 48 hours came, no announcement, no re- no messages returned from Matt Truman or that. And it was Steffi who said, he says, I said, just to let you know, I said, I think there's going to be a problem here. So I can see it coming. And lo and behold, it was, I think, the Saturday. 
Oh no, Saturday Eddie did message me, he sent me a message saying that I'm gonna obviously it's fight night tonight. I'm gonna give you an update Monday on what's happening. So all that right. And then Monday came and um Linares was out. Not down to Linares, I think what Eddie said was is that he's got about seven or eight managers and there was all ringing and we want this, we want that, we want it there. And in the end it came down to an option. He says, Eddie said if you excuse me, if you want to fight Linares, we will do that. But it's obviously we don't know when. Could be this year. He says, but I don't really trust his his management team. He says, or oh, you can fight Kid Galahad, twenty fourth of September, and you know you, he's a good fight. He says it's still a high profile fight. Obviously, he's a former world champion. Um, he says my advice is take the Kid Galahad fight. So I says, yeah, I'll, I'll take your advice and. I wasn't too much like disappointed. Like, I, my motivation was there. Yeah. Um, it just annoyed me a little bit that sort of Kid Gallard and Dominic Ingle got the fight that they wanted, whereas I didn't really get the fight that I wanted. You know, a, a bigger name. Um, it's still a big enough name, but you know, we it's it's understand that it's the business we're in, and you know, it doesn't always go your way. But you know, we're, we're here now. We're a week on and. We got the win, didn't we? That's the main Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Is Loma someone you'd want to fight? Absolutely, yeah. I would I would take that fight. You know, it'd be an honor to share the ring with um, you know, a, you know, I think we we could not be wrong in saying he's probably a, a generational great. Um and someone again who I've I've looked up to and you know, watched him and like, how does he do that? Because I want to try that and stuff like that. So yeah, can sh- if I got to fight him, I can try, uh, use his own tricks against him. <laughs> but not nipping tricks. That's the- <laughs> that's not well, the cup of tea. I might, I might take what I've learned and give him a bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? Why not? Um, well, no, we're jumping all over the shop here with this interview. But going back to your fight last week, what did Sean O'Hagan say um, about it? And also your stablemate Josh Warrington. Obviously, both. Firstly, they're both just buzzing that they got the win. You know, it's a little bit of a feud that, well, not so much on Sean's behalf. It's all on Dominic's behalf. I think I think Sean haunts Dominic, the fact that he just can't get a win over Sean. Um, that, w- that will really bother him. But they're both just super happy for me. And and, and it worked. What, what, we, what we said we was going to do worked. And... You know, I've just been. Sean's just dropped me off here at my mum's. We've been been down at gym together this morning, um, and it, you know, he, he just keeps saying it. He says we're happy. It was a good performance. He says we always knew it was going to be a tough, you know, tough fight. As in, you know, tricky and tricky and awkward. He's he's a good operator. Is is Kid Gallard. Um, but again, as the underdog, we nobody thought we were going to win, and I did exactly what Sean said. So you know. He always is a bit, a bit like teacher's pet in gym. He always says, "I love it when Maxi fights. It's like having a remote control boxer." <laughs> I tell him an, I tell him an instruction, and he just does it. So, um, yeah, it's a bit, bit like teacher's pet. I am. <laughs> no, it's it's a good good because you gel well. You just you trust what he's saying. There's no there's no I, doubt. Yeah, I trust him, and he's and he's just got a way of being able to bring the best out of me. And and obviously that's that's the relationship. I trust everything that he says and. It's not done me wrong at all, has it? Well, it's clearly not. Clearly not. Seven wins, no, seven wins yeah. in a row, and you're still. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, going back to Josh, he's got his fight on the 10th of December against Lopez. What is your prediction there? 
Uh, no, you're going to back your boy. Yeah, yeah obviously, <laughs> I'm going to back our man. Um, you know, he's, he's the ultimate professionalist, Josh. Um, really trains. You know, he's one of the hardest workers I've, I've been around. And, you know, I'm looking forward to him. You know, obviously, he what Josh wanted to fight three times this year. But, you know, down to the injury he got with Kiko, he's, you know, he's had to have, he's had to let his body heal. The injuries heal, um, but he's, he's back in the swing. Um, so he's he's looking good and he's looking to put on a a good solid performance and you know get finally next year get to them them major you know them super fights. Yeah, and obviously that's something that you want as well. You're waiting for that big fight from Eddie Hearn. Yeah. How close is that gonna gonna be? And has he spoke to you about going to America as well? Um, well, it was Eddie who, who created the momentum with the Max Hughes train, and he Eddie started this. He's the conductor. Um, so yeah, you know, again, I said it in the interview. I'll I'll go wherever pays money. If 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 the most money is to fight in the UK, fine, we'll we'll stay at home. Um, but if it's in America, obviously, I get to tick that box off of fighting in America. Um, but yeah, we'll just see. I know, obviously, it's going to be heading into fight week next week for Ben Eubank which is obviously going to be he's going to be a very busy man Eddie isn't he? so we'll sort of not get no out of him I don't think um, but yeah I'll leave it down to my manager to to get in touch with Eddie or am I am I messaging myself try and pick him after next week um, and see what he's see what he's thinking so you know see what sort of stuff he's, he's got in his head to plan for me and and all that but I know there is obviously there's the, there's the main the main lightweight fight in it's, it's two it's two week two week tomorrow in it um mm-hmm. the the 15th so you know excuse me all eyes will be on that and I obviously the the main fight I would love is the winner of that for all the marbles you know they can add my IBO um into that pile and and get to fight for all the belts so talking about Devin Haney there yeah, the, the winner of Haney Cambosis. Yeah, I'm picking... I did pick Haney to win the first one, but he he shocked me and and how how disciplined and, and how simple he kept it. But it's simple, but really effective. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to make that mistake twice and I feel like we're going to see a similar performance um, and another Haney win. What do you think happens to George if he is defeated again? Um, I don't know what his hunger's like. Obviously, he's he's, he's climbed the mountain, hasn't he? Uh, in my opinion, he's climbed that mountain. So I don't know where he is with his hunger. And obviously, he got he got a really you know he, he became a millionaire in the first fight. He's going to make more millions this time. So um, yeah, it's just down to what his hunger's like. How hungry is it? You know. He's obviously he's, he's sorted his him and his him his family is probably his kids kids you know they're going to be financially secure so um, see how hungry he is to continue fighting. Devin, I'd like to see you fight Devin Haney. That would be a yeah. be a huge fight, wouldn't it? Would you buy Would you buy, would you buy a ticket for that one? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a press pass. I don't know about buying a ticket. It'd be a bit expensive, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, obviously, you also mentioned there next week we've got Conor Ben Eubank Jr. Um, a huge fight, legacy fight, all of that stuff. Firstly, yeah. what do you think about this fight being made, and who do you see winning? Um, yeah, again, excited for it. Um, you know, I was a, 
obviously I was on, I was only a baby when the dads fought, but you know I, I know the history and I've gone back and researched it and watched it. Um, great fight, you know, um, huge appetite for that fight. Um, it come out, you know, really surprised that you know the balls on Connor to say I'm going to step up two to three weights and I'm going to I'm going to come and put it on you. And, um, I, I do fancy Connor for it, mate. I know, I know that it's all nonsense that Eubank's saying I'm only going to be sixty percent. It's nonsense that he is going to be absolutely beasting it in gym. Um, so yeah, really, really looking forward to that, and I do f- uh, favour Connor for it. I think today I saw that Tony Sims said if that if Eubank Junior comes in at one hundred and fifty eight point eight, they'll pull it. They'll pull out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you think that's a wise decision? I think so. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah, mum. I, I come. Um, I got dropped off. He's been eating all your food in the fridge. <laughs> Grass. <laughs> well, on that uh, note, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap we'll it there. About, yeah. <laughs> we'll wrap it there, Maxi. Thank you ever so much for your time. Congratulations again. Thank you. And I'm sure I'll yeah. see you again soon. Yeah, look forward to it. Legend. See you Thanks, Maxi. Hey, Fight fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button below so that you can receive an alert every time we upload a new video. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.